0: Welcome to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for today and every other day, uh, every other day here on American Family Radio. Once again, this is AFA at the Core. So good to be with you today on the program. Hey, uh, our website is AFR.net. Our website is AFR.net. You can also download the American Family Radio app if you would like. Uh, Very easy to download. It's free. No gimmicks, no tricks. It's free. You can download the American Family Radio radio app on your tablet device, on your mobile device. Uh, We even have it available on Roku devices and on Amazon Alexa. So several different places you can download the American Family Radio app. And by the way, we're live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and more on that here in a few minutes. But we're live streaming on YouTube and Facebook, just go to AFA at the Core, AFA at the Core on YouTube or Facebook, and you can watch the show. And I'm broadcasting remotely today. So if you hear some background noise, or you get on Facebook and you go, that just doesn't look like uh, the studios in Tupelo, Mississippi. Well, that's because it's not. Uh, I'm broadcasting remotely today. So if you hear a little bit of background noise, that's the explainer there. Hey, uh, uh, jumping right into Our show for the week, our verse of the week, is out of the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 25 and 26. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or the ruin of the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. So do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked. When it comes as believers, uh, we have the protection of the Holy Spirit. We have the power of the Holy Spirit and, and Christ has already shielded us from final judgment through the blood of Christ. That's what the, uh, the sacrifice of Jesus did on the cross is it granted us access to the Father and it also shielded us from eternal damnation and eternal judgment uh, because Jesus took our place on the cross, took the place of our sins and uh, was a propitiation for our sins. Uh, so that's what Christ's blood does for us is it grants us eternal life and shields us from, uh, from eternity in hell, uh, which is where all unbelievers go, according to Scripture. Uh, that's our, our verse of the week, Proverbs 3:25 and 26. Hey, jumping right into the show, we're going to have some great guests next segment. My brother, Wesley Wildman, Vice President of Outreach at American Family Association. He'll be on with us. He'll be in studio in Tupelo. Also, we'll have Sharice. Um, let me get Sharice's last name here on the rundown. Sharice is from Arkansas, Uh, Sharice Dean, she's uh, heads up governmental affairs with Family Policy Council of Arkansas. She will be with us uh, next segment as well, talking about all of the uh, ins and outs of politics there in the state of Arkansas. So we're looking forward to that. Hey, yesterday I interviewed interviewed Dr. David Wiseman, well-respected, well-known researcher and scientist. He was uh, formerly a top scientist with Johnson and Johnson he was a top 66 research scientist with Johnson and Johnson and he's been a part of various clinical trials uh, so he's been in the industry the scientific industry and the uh, pharmaceutical industry for some time now well I interviewed him yesterday pretty extensively and we didn't even talk about the jab we didn't even broach the topic of the jab we talked about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and how those treatments are proving effective at both uh, preventing COVID altogether, but also helping people get through COVID once they become effect- infected. Well, YouTube decided on their own, you know, YouTube is now like they're the medical experts. So YouTube decided that my video was, was unfit to be on YouTube. Uh, so I got an email yesterday evening that, YouTube had taken my video from yesterday's show down from my show page, AFA at the Core. So if you go to YouTube, you're just not going to be able to find the video because YouTube decided to take it down. Uh, But they accused me and my show, AFA at the Core, of spreading vaccine misinformation, (laughs) even though we didn't even talk about the vaccine. That just shows that they don't know what they're doing and they're not actually even watching the videos uh, because Dr. Wiseman and I didn't even talk about the vaccine. We talked for 40 minutes about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. We might have mentioned the shots briefly for a minute or two, but it was not the meat of the conversation. So YouTube took that down. But hey, the good news is we're building our own video platform that'll be ready in about two weeks. On November 1st, Monday, November 1st, we're going to launch our video platform. And we're going to begin uploading AFA at the core there on that platform for you to watch, so we're gonna bypass YouTube and Facebook and all these other platforms and upload videos there for you to watch. Hey, jumping right into our clips of the day, I got a lot I want to get to. Uh, but you know, there, there's this, there's this fake narrative that unless you're, there's pretty much only two ways to to be in this country right now when it comes to COVID and the jab. You can either be a jab zealot, you can be a religious, a follower of the jab a religious follower of the shot, and you can push it, promote it, and force everybody else to take it. Or you can sit on the sidelines and just hide and don't talk at all. Those are really the only two options in today's culture. Uh, It's really, really astonishing where we are. But if you take anything, take a position other than the two I just mentioned, then you're an anti-vaxxer, you're bigoted, you're dumb, you don't know what you're talking about, you're an anti-sciencer, if that's even a word, Um, and you just don't belong in American society. If you take any other position than the ones of the religious zealots that are pushing this uh, jab, the jab is basically the fundamental tenet of their religion, and if you're not in favor of it, well, then you're just undermining all of public health. Uh, That's where we are today, unfortunately. Well, uh, to talk about, uh, to expose, really, the fact that many of these people don't even know what they're talking about, Uh, I'm going to play clip seven here. This is uh, an FDA doctor. This is an FDA advisory panel meeting, all right? So this is a Food and Drug Administration official, a doctor by the name of Doran Fink. Doran, D-O-R-A-N-F-I-N-K, Doran Fink. And he, in this clip that I'm about to play, he admits that the FDA doesn't even know the antibody threshold that needs to be brought about through the jab and the vaccine. Let's listen to this.
1: I, I can comment. Boy, I, I wish I could tell you what FDA thinks is the correlative protection um, that would make all of our lives so much easier, wouldn't it? Uh, but at this point, FDA's position is that we we don't have enough information to you know, understand what specific uh, threshold of any immune response. Uh, is fully predictive of of protection, and in the meantime, we're tasked with evaluating data and taking action to address public health needs, and so, to do that, we are relying upon established uh, regulatory science and precedent uh, in which we use an immunobridging approach uh, based on an immune marker which, although it may not be scientifically established to predict protection at a given threshold. Ah, uh, we have reasonable enough confidence in the clinical relevance, and we use that uh, new marker to bridge back to a dosing regimen uh, and a population in which uh, in which efficacy has has been demonstrated.
0: All right, all right. So, so yes, you just heard you just heard that for yourself. That was not a <laughs> a hyper edited clip. That was an excerpt. From someone on an advisory panel or a Q&A with the Food and Drug Administration, someone uh, asked the question to the FDA. These are all big-wig doctors. These are all big-name doctors, been in the industry for a long time. And one of the doctors or the scientists simply said, uh, you know, uh, Dr, Dr. Fink at the FDA, uh, what level of antibodies are needed in order to protect against... Against COVID, when you talk about the antibodies that are produced as a result of the jab, that are supposed to be produced as a result of the jab, how many of those, what number of those is needed in order to provide protection? I mean, that's like a fundamental, that's a fundamental question that if we don't know the answer to it, that undermines the entire vaccine narrative. That entire that, that didn't just undermine a narrative. That undermines the entire vaccine process. Because in order to effectively say that the vaccines are protecting people, you you have to know what level of antibodies are needed in order to protect people. I mean, this is like science 101. Like, if you went to high school, you can figure this stuff out. But the FDA there said, uh, we, we really don't know. We're really not sure how many antibodies need, are needed to provide protection. Um, and so I, I play that to show that here, here we are in America where we have rushed, we have literally rushed this vaccine. That's why it's called Operation Warp Speed. For better or worse, we rushed this thing. Uh, Johns Hopkins says 5 to 10 years minimum to produce a shot, uh, even 15 years uh, or 20 years at times to produce a vaccine. Well, here we are in America. We we pushed this, through, this thing through in under 12 months. And and, and now the people that are asking questions are the ones that are being accused of spreading misinformation. So anybody who questions the experts, the so-called experts, uh, gets, gets accused of spreading misinformation. But I have an expert on my show yesterday who used to be a lead research scientist with Johnson & Johnson. Well, what does he do? Well, he dares to question... He dares to question the quote-unquote established science. <laughs> well, and, and my video gets pulled down. So this is not really about laymen versus experts. This is about the political, uh, leading political elites, the Washington, D.C. bureaucrats, the big pharmaceutical companies that are making billions of dollars from our own government, from our tax dollars, to produce these jabs that some of them aren't even working properly, and anyone who wants to raise questions or or ask for data, well, we're the bad guy. All of a sudden, we're the bad guy, we're anti-vaxxers, and we just need to be quiet and go back to our house and hide in our closet because we're not supposed to question the big guys. We're not supposed to question the guys with Ph.D. beside their name because they know more than we do. I mean this is so this is so this is so insulting this is so insulting and I, and Dr. Weissman said yesterday he he requested data from the University of Minnesota on their studies and they just wouldn't give it to him they just wouldn't give him the data which is supposed to be open by the way that is the standard um so this is just absolutely astonishing but we're going to keep talking about it on the show we're going to keep talking about it on the show because this these issues deserve to be talked about um, and, and and by the way The whole anti-vaxxer accusation is just a bunch of hogwash, all right? Uh, Never have I ever been anti-vax, all right? Never, ever have I been anti-vax. I've never mentioned anything that is remotely anti-vaccine. But this shot, which doesn't even legally nor scientifically qualify as a vaccine because it's not performing like a vaccine is supposed to perform, this shot was rushed through... And there is question after question about the legitimacy, the efficacy, and the safety of this shot. And these pharmaceutical companies and the FDA and the CDC, every step they take raises more questions. Every step they take raises more questions. And if these shots are truly safe and effective, which maybe one day we'll find out, but we can't say that now. Maybe one day we'll find out, but we can't say that now. If these shots are truly safe and effective, then the data should speak for itself. The data should speak for itself, meaning the FDA, the CDC, all these big companies, they should be able to uh, conduct these clinical trials fair and square with with rigorous ethical standards, release the data, and then uh, the American people should be able to look at the data and go, yeah, this looks good. These shots sure do look good. Maybe I should get it, but that's not what's happening. Big Pharma, the CDC, the FDA, they are meddling, meddling around in the data. They are uh, uh, re- they are eliminating control groups in the clinical trials, which is a big no-no when it comes to clinical trials. They are now saying you can mix shots. You can take uh, the Moderna and the Pfizer and just mix them in together. I mean, this is absolutely astonishing. AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. We'll be back in a few minutes.
3: By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. We live in a day when churches are filled with people ready to hear and receive God's mercy. Unfortunately, however, it is often accompanied by a de-emphasis or concealment of the truth of God's word. Paul, the salvation by grace through faith apostle, was asked, if salvation is solely a product of grace, what benefit then does the law provide? Paul responded, without the law, I wouldn't have known God's righteous standard and how far away from it I was any presentation of God's mercy absent God's truth is no gospel at all. Iniquity is purged by mercy and truth.
4: Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
5: This is Raising Godly the Girls Minute with Patti Garibay of American Heritage Girls. The common ground has disappeared. People today
3: are so fixated on being right that they mistake opinion for fact. It's so frustrating to debate with someone who refuses to listen to both sides, isn't it? Inevitably, your girl will form an opinion different than your own. That's the beauty of raising children in a free nation. We each have the ability to think for ourselves. But one of the most valuable relational skills you can instill in your girl, no matter her beliefs, is respect. Respectful debate needs to make a comeback. Of course, there is one truth that remains steadfast. God's love for His children is never-ending. If you are personally struggling with your daughter's opinions, remain in the mindset that we're each loved by a redeeming and a merciful God.
5: Want to learn more? Read about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com.
4: When an unplanned pregnancy happens to a mom in crisis, preborn clinics are there.
5: I was extremely scared. The father did not want the child, and he had made me choose him or the baby.
4: This mother chose life after meeting with preborn counselors and seeing her baby on ultrasound.
5: I just felt so blessed and the hand of God on me so strong. And I knew then on I was going to serve God and I was going to keep this child and I was going to love Him just like God loved me so unconditionally. Pre-born
4: centers met this mom in her darkest hour, helping her to choose not only life for her baby, but life in Jesus.
5: He was our little miracle child. God's timing was impeccable.
4: Preborn Clinics are the largest providers of free ultrasounds in America, introducing moms to their preborn babies and helping them choose life. To find out more, visit preborn.com or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. AFA at the Core podcast are available at afr.net. Back to
0: AFA at the Core on
2: American Family Radio.
0: Welcome back to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to be with you today. Hey, I want to welcome in studio two special guests. One guest you get to listen to every week, so I don't know if that's good or bad. But my brother Wesley Wildman, nonetheless, is in studio, vice president of Outreach. Wesley, welcome to AFA at the Core.
6: Hey, glad to be on and I'm glad to be a part of the AFA at the Core weekly. Um, But again, as you mentioned, there's nothing special about me. (laughs) <laughs> it's every
0: it's every week well yeah. well i'm broadcasting remotely today you're in studio so it feels a little weird i'm used to giving you knuckles or something or stealing yeah. your coffee mug or something like that but you're, we'll, you are we'll bad about with.
6: taking things that are not yours because just because i'm your brother you feel like you're obligated to things and you're well, not
0: you're, yours is mine yeah you're your right? stuff <laughs> is my stuff so that's the way i look at it hey uh, we no, don't, i'm just kidding hey i we do have a special guest in studio walker do you want to introduce her or do you want me to Absolutely. I'll go ahead and introduce her, and then we'll get started. Uh, Miss Sharice uh, Dean is with us. She's uh, with Governmental Affairs Office, our arm of the Family C- Family Policy Council out of Arkansas, based in Little Rock. And uh, Family Council of Arkansas handles all the pro-family, pro-life, uh, and pro-religious liberty issues in the state of Arkansas, just right next door uh, to Mississippi. Sharice, welcome to AFA at the Core.
3: Thank you, Walker. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a great day. I've been hanging out with Wes today <laughs> yeah. and having an awesome time.
0: Hey, uh, Walker, great.
6: just for our listening True. audience, just wanted to add this. I'm a, I, I'm, I like to lay things down as low as you can get it. They do what AFA does in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what right. they do. Yeah, I tried to mm-hmm. make it complicated. <laughs> just way to put it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hey hey Cerise, uh, we'll we'll go ahead and get started talking about your work. Uh, tell us a little bit about I know you've been on with Family Family Council of Arkansas since 2014, but tell us a little background or about Family uh, about Family Family Council of Arkansas, kind of when it began the entity and what what are some of the key issues that you guys focus on in the state of Arkansas?
3: All right, Walker, we a uh, uh, family council has been around for about 32 years. Um, and it was founded by Jerry Cox um, years ago, um, started in his living room, I think.
6: Sounds like the story of AFA. <laughs> right,
3: right. It's a very similar story. And uh, God gave him a vision and it has just grown in the last 32 years. And what we do, to put it low, like, like Wes said, we take the values <laughs> of the, the church house, and we take the values and take them from the pews of the church, mm. and we bring them to the halls of the Capitol. Amen. Uh, we're there to be salt and light in the, in the Capitol there in Little Rock and um, to be a godly influence in the Capitol and to help our legislators to, um, to create legislation that promotes and um, pushes family values in, in Arkansas and mm. protects those, those values.
6: So they're standing in the gap, for those that are listening, and Walker, they're standing in the gap— for the Arkansas uh, families um, and as it relates to in between what, as she mentioned in the pews to what happens in the halls.
0: Welcome. Yeah, that's exactly right. Hey, uh, well, Sharice, I I talked to you before in the break about one of the topics I wanted to get your input on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Arkansas is I would say they're leading the way. If not, they're on the parallel track with Texas and Mississippi and some other states as far as conservative pro-family legislation. And one of the bills that really got hung up in in Arkansas was the bill that was aimed at preventing uh, youth, any anybody below 18 years old, mm-hmm. the legislation was aimed at preventing them from getting this uh, gender or sex reassignment surgery, which can be devastating both physically and emotionally for young people. Uh, so we were, uh, the, the bill there that you guys are working on and, and we were supporting was aimed at protecting young people and preventing them from having these uh, uh, sex reassignment surgeries at such a young age. It's, it's a- absolutely devastating.
3: Tell us a little bit about what happened with that bill. Well, uh, that was the SAFE Act. That stood for Save Our Children From Experimentation. And as you put so eloquently, that is, it was a law to prevent um, procedures um including surgeries um from being performed on children for the purpose of attempting to change them into the opposite sex so um the the hormone therapies um um probably the, the blockers
6: ge- g- too yes
3: the hormone blockers things of that sort um and if if they are done for the purpose of changing them are trying to change them into the opposite sex, that law prevents those procedures. Um, we had some great champions that led us through that with Robin, uh, Representative Robin Lundstrom and Senator Alan Clark. Um, and the House and um, the legislature, um, the Senate, overwhelmingly voted to vote to protect our children. And as a matter of fact, Arkansas was the first state to have legislation um, like this kind, I think right now we're probably the only state in the nation that has uh, legislation of its of this kind. Um, and yeah, right-
0: we, we need we need legislation like that across the country. And and on this note, Cherise, re- I I brought this up because I wanted to set the ball on the tee just right for my comments here, <laughs> but. The governor there has absolutely disappointed me. And you guys are in the know, y'all are in in the in the depths of of, of politics there in Arkansas. So y'all may not want to be as heavy handed as I'm gonna be, but Governor Hutchinson has really disappointed and that's putting it lightly. Putting it lightly. You know, he wouldn't mm-hmm. sign this bill, Sharice. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't sign this he bill. He would
3: not. And the legislature, like I said, they overwhelmingly voted to support and protect they children. They ended up
0: overriding his veto. They Is that did. Correct? They
3: did. Um, he okay. vetoed it. And, and when the House came back to vote, they voted with even more votes to override the veto after he vetoed it. So Arkansas has spoken and spoken loudly, and clearly we will not stand for our children um, being subjected to this type of experimentation, which is not medicine. It is not helping children, Mm -hmm. and we want to protect our children, despite what
0: the the government says. Absolutely. Hey, Sharice, on this topic, I always tell people, we're going to follow the science. (laughs) We're going to (laughs) follow the science, and that says that this is bad for young people, uh, having them have these procedures and medicines that that change their hormones absolutely terrible hey cerise heading into uh, arkansas's legislative cycle this upcoming year what are some some issues that you see coming up
3: well um we actually just had some issues that came up um this past session we just came out of a, an extended session um and we dealt with COVID 19 um vaccine mandates um And at Arkansas uh, Family Council, we support any sort of legislation that prevents employers or anyone from coercing people into getting the COVID-19 vaccination. We are not anti-vaxxers. We um, don't have a stance on vaccination. We just believe it's the right of the individual to decide how they want to proceed with their health. Um, And as a result, um, the, the Arkansas legislature actually passed um, a version of this law this past session, um so that's something that we were in support of um that came through so uh Charisse, did that did that end up becoming law it did it did unfortunately, wow. our governor Impressive. did not sign that, but it it passed on through, and um <laughs> wow, so that's
0: two two overridden vetoes in a year
3: well, he didn't veto it he just didn't sign it he that's didn't
0: right. he yeah. just didn't sign he it he just didn't uh, sign so it. like a pocket veto. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I guess you could. No, no, I'm being serious. Seriously. Did it, So he just, he just didn't. So the it became law. It became law. Yeah. If he doesn't okay, sign so it, they, it becomes law. It still becomes still law. law yeah. yeah. After five days. Oh yeah, the yeah. Arkansas set way, up, you're it's right, similar to this. Oh, I shouldn't assume. If the governor doesn't assume. touch it, it automatically becomes law.
1: Yes. If he doesn't yes absolutely. I yeah. got you.
0: So yeah. Wesley, you got anything else for Sharice?
6: Yeah, just from a strategic standpoint, what's the what's the value, and when do you know when do, when to get ahead of things or when to wait to let things happen as it as it, pertains to getting involved in an issue. Did you know you understand what I'm saying? Yeah.
3: Well, we we at Family Council, we try to keep a pulse on society and things that are going on in the community. Um, we also have um, an amazing grassroots. Um, Amen. Um, group um, of people that are in the community know what's going on and um, we allow, we listen to them sure. and we allow that to inform what we go forward with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that if there are issues that are um, coming ahead and we can see down the pike, this is going to become an issue in the future. Mm-hmm. We need to be proactive and that's really what we did with even the SAFE Act yep, um, that, yep. and the SAVE Wom- Save Women's Sports Act. So we're just listening to the community, mm-hmm. looking ahead and looking at the um, the temperature of the of the nation as a, as a whole, and making sure that we protect Arkansas citizens.
6: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And for those that are listening in other states, uh, you're probably thinking, you know, why do you have to have a law or or, or policies on these types of issues? This is not common sense. Well, that's the problem. Half the country don't think so. so right. Right. So we're in yeah. a, we're in a situation now where we have to be proactive, and it's important to have. Uh, I call them ministries. I know it's family council, but ministries like what y'all do in Arkansas, and there's others like y'all that do do in other states what y'all are doing. And so we look forward to the relationship moving forward and hoping that we can work together on different things because uh, over the years, AFA has become more of a national ministry, is what people Mm -hmm. know us as, even though we get involved occasionally in state issues. um, We've become that looking forward, though, with having relationships like we've got with y'all, so y'all Absolutely. do really, really good work.
3: Thank you. We're we're glad to be partner yeah. with you.
0: Hey, Amen. Yeah, we need we need family councils and local groups there that are on the ground in the in the halls of the state legislature. That's uh, very, very critical. Hey, Cerise, uh, thank you for coming on so much, and hopefully we'll have you on again
3: sometime. I would love to. Thank you so much, Walker. You got with. a
0: shout before we let you go. You got a shout out for your Arkansas listeners. <laughs> <laughs> where, where 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 would
7: you are you, send are, them?
3: you
0: uh, are you a uh, are you a Razorback? Yeah, of course. I'm sure,
7: she is. Of she
1: course, I am. No. She can't hey, say
6: no. You put it on the spot. Can
3: I call the Hogs in Mississippi?
6: <laughs> Easy now, no, not right in this now. studio. No, not gonna happen. Hey, seriously, hey, um, you got, go ahead, Walker. I was going to be serious yeah, for a second. Can I be serious? Well, okay. I,
0: I can't. If we start joking, i got to <laughs> okay. keep joking. you okay, know I uh, you guys on. i got, got a pretty pretty good football team this year, by the way, yeah, so congrats good, on that.
6: Thank you. Appreciate congrats. it. Hey, tell our audience where they can go to find out more about what y'all are doing in Arkansas.
3: Well, we are on um, the internet, the internets, as they internets. say. Um, <laughs> um, go to familycouncil.org. We are also on, fam- on, on Facebook. We're on mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, and if you want to just call someone at the office, call us at 501-375-7000. Someone to pick up the phone, and we'll have a great conversation with you. We'll look forward to talking to you.
6: And our audience don't, don't, don't know this yet, but we're coming to Arkansas. Yes. Okay? <laughs> a, AFA is coming to Arkansas on November the 9th. I think some of the details are still yet to be determined, but we are coming with a date night with Mickey and Will Addison. So we've invited – Uh, Their team here at Family Council to be a part of that. uh, uh, Open us up in prayer and to participate in that. So, if you're looking forward, if you're wanting to meet somebody from Family, if you live in Arkansas, you want to meet somebody, come by our event. And of course, as we get closer to time, I'll be sure to let y'all know the details of that event. So, all right, right,
3: thank you, Sharice. Thank you, Walker. Thank you, Wes. Keep up
6: the good work. You're
0: welcome. All right, Walker.
6: All right,
3: folks. That was
0: yes, sir. We're gonna. I'm gonna keep you in studio just because you're my brother. Yeah, Um, I got a couple (laughs) other things I
6: got to go over with you.
0: Yeah, hey, that was, by the way, folks, that was Sharice Dean with Family, Family Council of Arkansas. And here's their website if you want to know more information about their work, familycouncil.org, familycouncil.org. And we'll be sure to post that link on my podcast page at AFR.net so you can go and check out their website, check out their work, and support their work. Uh, Wesley, you, got some, uh, you mentioned the date night. Yep. in Arkansas in uh, early November, uh, but there's some other projects that you're working on. Tell us a little bit about that.
6: Yes, so uh, working on a project with Engage Magazine, each year that comes up, we have an what we call an orange letter campaign, orange letter campaign, and that's where we encourage you to write a short letter of encouragement that we are going to hand deliver to those that are serving in other parts of the world as a Christian, and a word of encouragement for them. And so, You can go to orange, or sorry, you can go to engagemagazine.net, engagemagazine.net. You can't miss it. It's at the the top of the screen where you will there click write your letter or send your letter, and there you can fill it out. Look, we understand it's difficult, but we're asking you, if at all possible, to keep it to 200 words because that keeps it to where we can translate or we can um, uh, um, paraphrase that, or not paraphrase it. We're going to take what you write, but we're able to take what you write and put it in a way that we can give it to um, the people in different parts of the world. And the reason this is important, as we all know, is because uh, and it's so easy as uh, throughout our... And nobody's I'm not blaming anybody for this. It's just part of life. But as we get going with our own lives, you know, with church and work and the other parts of um, our lives with entertainment and, and kids, that we often forget that there's people all around the world right now serving as missionaries in different parts of the world and uh, they're often forgotten about, not not intentionally, mm-hmm. but just part of life. And so this is our once a year, where we stop at AFA under the umbrella of Engage Magazine, which is our um, publication and our outreach for young adults. We come together and we collect these letters and we hand deliver them to those that serve. As and you wonder, well, how does AFA hand deliver those to missionaries all over the world? Well, we have a partnership with the local ministry called global outreach and at global outreach they have the connections they meet talk to and know these missionaries uh, face to face and name by name and so we collect them we handle them and they disseminate them and so it's a great representation of afa to the world to know that we are encouraging and we're involved in missions around the world by providing that now look walker what we have done different this year here's what's different are you ready while we've done this for a couple of years what we're doing this year is that if you do sign up and you pr- and you provide a short word of encouragement or letter, we're going to send you as a result, we'll send you the orange letter campaign t-shirt. And if you want to see what that looks like, you can go to engagemagazine.net. It is beautiful. It's got on the back, it's got the the map of the world and it's in orange and then it's got the it's got some letters written uh, through there that you can see in the background, so it's a beautiful shirt that we love to send you, and it shows our partnership with Global Outreach and Engage to do this orange letter campaign. Um, so it's something. Well, we've you been know, Wesley,
0: on. Wesley, I try to keep it masculine on my show, so the <laughs> shirt is is grizzly. The yeah. shirt is nice, nice and sharp,
6: <laughs> It's handsome.
0: No. Nah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, it looks good. I had to give you a hard time. Beautiful is a good good word for it. The nice oh, shirt. Oh, yeah, I see you where you're going
6: with that. Okay, all right, that's enough of that. Quit picking on me. <laughs> hey, thanks hey, for Wesley, having me on, thank- man. I enjoyed it, and Carice uh, obviously did a great job, and so uh, I just appreciate you taking the time to have us on. And the people that are listening, go to EngageMagazine.net and go fill out your orange letter because we know that that's going to make a huge impact on those that are serving in different parts of the world on behalf of Christ.
0: All right, thanks, Wesley. We'll see you Thursday. All right. AFA at the core, I'm Walker Wildman. EngageMagazine.net is where you write that letter to missionaries around the world. We'll send it for you, and we'll send you a free shirt. EngageMagazine.net. We'll see you back in a few minutes.
2: If you want a building done right, you hire builders. Unless you've done it before, you probably shouldn't try to build it on your own. Jordan Shambly says we should be relieved that when it comes to the church, Jesus is the builder. We're the stones. Our job is to obey the master builder. Jordan shares what all that means in his article, The Builder of the Church. You can read it and let it encourage you at engagemagazine.net. Engagemagazine.net. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to Metashare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, Metashare has a special offer and a lot of people are taking advantage of it simply apply by october 30th and they will waive your new member fee that's 170 dollars savings and of course that's just a start the typical family saves 500 dollars a month after making the switch MetaShare is a christian community that has shared over four billion dollars in medical bills and it's worked beautifully for decades i'll give you the number here in a second and if you call you can get a price within two minutes just tell them the promo code share to get your additional savings Here it is. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE.
4: Steve Russo with Real Answers. Do you recognize how well off you really are? Think about it. If you have money in the bank, in your wallet, and spare change in a dish someplace, you're among the top 8% of the world's wealthy. If your parents are still married, and alive, you are very rare, especially in the United States. If you hold up your head with a smile on your face and are truly thankful, you are blessed because the majority can, but most do not. If you can hear this message, you are more blessed than millions of people in the world who are deaf and cannot hear anything at all. If you can hold someone's hand, hug them, or even touch them on the shoulder, you are blessed because you can offer God's healing touch. You are blessed in ways you may never even be aware of life is complex but the truth is simple for
2: real answers to real issues log on to steve's website www.realanswers.com afa at the core podcast are available at afr.net back to afa at the core on american family radio
0: welcome Back to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Walker Wildman. Glad to be with you today. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to subscribe to AFA at the Core. And you can also visit our website, AFR.net. And the good thing about going to our website is when you go to the AFA at the Core show page and you click on the latest podcast, uh, we actually post links to some of the stories and details that we discuss on the show. Uh, so you can only get that, though, at AFR.net. AFR.net, click on AFA at the Core podcast page, and you can click on the latest show, and I'll post a couple links there uh, to some of the stories that we talked about uh, during uh, the latest show on AFA at the Core. And Jumping right back into uh, some of the uh, uh, issues of the day, you know, this uh, this. Uh, the topic and the discussion surrounding COVID-19 and the shot mandates, I mean, this really is the issue of our day. And the reason I say that is because if we don't have, if we lose the ability as Americans, if we lose the ability to regulate, <laughs> I can't believe I'm having to say this. If we lose the ability to regulate what, what substances are injected into our body. What medical decisions we make, if we lose that ability, then what other, what other rights or freedoms do we have? If the government can compel everyone to take a shot, an experimental shot, if they can, if they can justify that, what can they not justify? And the answer is they can justify just about anything. As long as you throw it under the guise of public health, you can justify just about anything if this, uh, these mandates stand. That's when these mandates cannot stand. And that's, that's where the dividing line is in our country. People aren't against the shot. Many, some, many people aren't against the shot. Some people may be. But the mandate is where things start going sideways. Because uh, I know people who have the shot... But they don't want to force other people to get it. And so there's this dividing line, and it really all is divided over the, whether we're going to have mandates or not, whether we're going to force other people uh, to inject something into their body that they just don't want to do. Um, and, and people are, are, are rising up across the country. There's protests. Um, uh, these airlines, I mean, Delta and Southwest had to renege recently because they were about to have to lay off thousands of employees who didn't want to get the jab. Um, And they realize this is not worth breaking up over. This is not worth breaking up over. Um, uh, uh, Back to to this topic and a couple of clips I have. Uh, I'm going to play clip three here. This is Senator Ron Johnson. And he is talking uh, on... uh, He's talking about how... He's on Tucker Carlson's show in this clip. But he's talking about how the the fully approved COVID-19 Pfizer shot how that actual shot is not even available in the U.S. yet. Let's listen to clip three, Senator Johnson, no Pfizer vax in the U.S.
7: The blunder was the fact that we completely ignored and sabotaged early treatments. There's literally a cornucopia yes. of different drugs and a multi-drug treatment that there are hundreds of doctors that actually have the courage and compassion to treat patients. They've been saving lives, but now they can't even get some of these drugs because it has yeah. been so corrupted.
1: Boy, I don't know why you're the only one saying this, but I'm grateful that you are. Senator Ron Johnson, talk about rising to the occasion. I appreciate you coming on tonight. Thanks very much.
7: Can I wait one more point, Tucker? Of course. It's important. These mandates are driven by the bait and switch of the FDA that we now have an approved vaccine. We do not have an approved vaccine in, in America. They did it for the Comirnaty. It's available, I guess, in Europe, but the Pfizer vaccine available in the U.S. is not FDA approved. It's got an emergency use authorization. I wrote a letter to the FDA on August 26th. They have still not given me the answer of. Why didn't they approve it? Why are they basically lying to the American public? That's a, a serious question to be asked as we're destroying our healthcare system with these mandates.
0: Well, I bet you didn't know that, did you? Some of you might have if you're on the, in the know and you're reading up on this. But, you know, in August, in late August, the FDA and everybody said, oh, the Pfizer shot's been fully approved. Well, that's partly true. The Pfizer shot under another label and under an entirely different production system called Comirnaty, C-O-M-I-R-N-A-T-Y, Comirnaty, which is a part of the Pfizer company, that shot was approved. But guess what? Comirnaty is not even available for widespread distribution and inoculation in the United States. So what what you're getting, if you go tomorrow to your local pharmacy store or doctor or wherever, and you get the Pfizer shot, you're going to get the one that was approved under the emergency use authorization. You're not going to get the one that was fully approved by the FDA in late August, because that's not even on the market in the U.S. yet. As a matter of fact, as of last month, uh, Pfizer hasn't even started production of it. And so that that's what's what's deceptive here. And this, when I talk about them not t- telling the truth, this is what I'm talking about. They're out there saying, and the media is saying, "Oh, Pfizer's been fully approved. The Pfizer shot's been fully approved. And now we're going to do mandates. Now we're going to do mandates." Well, that's just that's a half truth. That's a half truth. The 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 official Com Com Comernati shot. Is not on the market in the U.S. That was the one that was approved. It was under the Pfizer banner or company. Uh, but when you go, you're not. You can't get the fully approved shot. It's not on the market yet. Uh, so the question is: Is can you can you force mandates uh, for a non fully approved shot? Can you legally force mandates across the country for a non fully approved shot? And that's what we're doing right now in the country. And that was Senator Ron Johnson bringing that to us. There on the Tucker Carlson show Uh, another clip. I want to play. This is a report out of uh, Indiana. This is very concerning folks. When you go get your your annual flu shot. uh, I just want to urge you to be very, very careful because I'm hearing reports and I'm going to play one here Uh, for whatever reason. Uh, accidentally people are getting uh, the COVID shot when they're going in to get their flu shot. Uh, I've heard this happen several times. I've got not only firsthand testimony of it, uh, but we've got a clip clip here out of Indiana. This is an Indiana clip uh, about a Walgreens in Indiana giving a 4- and 5-year-old the COVID jab when they went in to get their flu shot. Listen to
5: this. Evansville family with children four and five years old say they were accidentally given full adult doses of the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine instead of flu shots. They say it happened on October 4th at the Walgreens on St. Joseph Avenue. The family of four includes two adults and two young children, both too young for the Pfizer or any other COVID vaccine. Well, the family's attorney, Daniel Tooley, shared with us what he says are vaccination cards given to the family by Walgreens. They show children born in 20 2016 and 2017 were given a Pfizer coronavirus vaccine. The family says they left the pharmacy thinking they had gotten their flu shots, but a Walgreens employee later called them and said they had made a mistake. Tooley says the children have been taken to a pediatric cardiologist and the family was told both are showing signs of heart issues. We've reached out to Walgreens several times but have not yet heard back.
0: Wow. That was a Walgreens giving a four- and a five-year-old the COVID jab that is not even under... There's not even an emergency use authorization for four- and five-year-olds to get the COVID jab, Uh, but the Walgreens associate apparently accidentally gave them the COVID jab instead of the flu shot, Um, and now they're being treated for heart issues. Why are they being treated for heart issues? Hmm, that's interesting, but how dare we ask any questions? Um, And this this is as as uh, these companies are are pushing for full authorization for young children. Uh, These companies are trying to apply for full authorization or for emergency use authorization at that uh, for young children. And these two young children get it accidentally. They were supposed to get the flu shot, and now they're being treated for heart issues. Uh, So maybe we should look into that. Maybe we should do our due diligence uh, before we keep inoculating all of America with no questions asked. Uh, moving on to a couple other stories I wanted to be sure to mention. Uh, this supply chain issue is a big, big problem, and I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I, I mean, it's not apocalyptic problem, but it's a pretty big issue. Um, and, and and the main thing here, it, it appears to be, is the, the shortage of truckers. The shortage of truckers. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, these ports... That the media keeps talking about, these ports are operating at, at over capacity. I mean, they are pushing through more than they've ever pushed through. So it is not as if these ports are somehow just taking days off and they're just not doing their job. No, these ports in California and other places, they are pushing through more more containers than they've ever done. Uh, yesterday I talked about they're up thirty percent on their throughput. Um, this is a trucker problem. Uh, and, and thank God for our truckers across the country. I mean, these guys and ladies, they drive these trucks for hours a day. Everything we get at, at the stores, the vast majority of everything we get at our local uh, retailers, whether it be groceries or medical supplies, whatever, all this stuff comes in through trucks. All this stuff comes in through tuc- trucks. So we need to thank uh, our truckers across the country. We, we literally could not make it without them. They, they provide everything. Uh, in our local um, commercial retailers and our grocery stores and so on and so forth. Um, But when you pump trillions of dollars into the economy, this is what we can't miss, folks. This is what we can't miss. Everybody wants to talk about infrastructure and our ports, and we need more truckers, and there's some truth to all of that. But when you pump trillions of dollars, and that's not an exaggeration either, When you pump trillions, a couple trillion dollars into an economy in the matter of months, in a matter of about 18 months, when you do that, you create demand that cannot be kept up with. You you create demand that just cannot be met. And anybody who's taken just a basic economics 101 class, you have supply and demand. You have supply and demand. Well, right now... The demand is up because of all this government cash floating around, uh, but the supply chain just can't meet the demand. That doesn't mean that our supply chain's broken. That doesn't mean that our ports are in terrible condition, although that's what Biden wants you to believe, so they can pass this fake infrastructure bill. Uh, But don't believe that. Don't believe that. That's what they're trying to do, and it makes me wonder if a crisis was created here uh, that otherwise wouldn't have been created. You notice we're having... Supply chain issues, or so they say, and they're trying to pass an infrastructure bill. I mean, maybe these two things coincide together for their political purposes, but I don't know. Maybe we'll find out one day. Um, But this is a a supply-demand issue, uh, and we can't miss that. If we miss that, then Washington's going to come in and they're going to claim that they can fix it by spending more money, and that's just going to make things about 10 times worse. Spending more money is the last thing we need to do right now. What we need to do as a country— is let this demand cool off. Whatever we got to do, we got to let this demand cool off so that our supply chain can get caught back up under normal status quo operating conditions uh, so that everything can get back to normal when it comes to the demand side. Uh, But that's not going to happen if Washington tries to come in and tries to fix it. And I tell people all the time, uh, tell me one time Washington, D.C. came in and fixed something. All right, something's broken, even even stuff that Washington breaks, the politicians in Washington, every time they come in under the guise of, of, of fixing stuff, they make it worse. They make it worse. I joke around and tell people, you know, we would be better off as a country if all the politicians and bureaucrats in Washington would just go home, go back to wherever their home state is, don't do anything. Just don't do anything, and things will probably get better. Why? Because the private sector does a pretty good job of running companies, running the supply chain, running manufacturing, running uh, the agricultural industry. The private sector does a pretty good job. It's when Washington comes in is when things get broken. Um, And Ronald Reagan was once quoted to say um, uh, the four words, or maybe this is going to be five. I don't know. I'll count when I get done. Uh, But he said, the uh, the, the, the phrase you should be afraid of the most is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Uh, I guess that's six words or, or seven, but I'm from the government and I'm here to help. That's the words that we should all be afraid of and we've, we should all be skeptical of. And that's what I'm encouraging and, and cautioning the whole country here to do is uh, just put the brakes on everything. Put the brakes on, on everything. What I'm talking about is Washington. Put the brakes on Washington. I read a story where uh, the Democrats are really having a hard time getting this infrastructure this this infrastructure bill through even the bipartisan one they're having a hard time getting it through and that is a good thing that is a good thing walker how dare you say that we need an infrastructure bill no we don't <laughs> no we don't my roads we have so much federal money on going into roads and bridges we don't even know what to do with it i mean they're 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 uh they're repaving Roads that just got paved three years ago. Why? Because there's federal money out there and they've got to use it. Uh, So infrastructure, uh, when you compare us to the rest of the world, our infrastructure is pretty good, in pretty good shape. Yes, there are problems, but we don't need more Washington money being pumped into our economy. we got way too much money going around right now. We need to get things back to normal. How do you do that? You tell Washington to stop passing these massive spending bills. All they do, all Washington does, is break everything they touch. AFA at the Core, I'm Walker Wildman. Check out our website, AFR.net. We'll see you next time on AFA at the Core.
4: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast